This is a homebrew podcast. Oh, I got another letter. Another one, Farrick. That one yes. it looks like that one has contents inside it more than just paper. What's what's in there? Uh I do not know. Hold on. Okay. Um there seems to be a small piece of paper and a bunch of strange powder. What? Okay, that's... What sort of powder? Read the letter that first. Looks familiar. <sighs> okay, I am going to dip my finger in oh. and do it. No, fair. I, I haven't learned oh, oh. Start with I mean, the letter. Can... I mean, maybe it's just flour. I mean, he didn't start with the letter, so hopefully it's not anything <laughs> um, poisonous. How are you feeling, Farrick? How are I feeling, Farrick? <laughs> Oh, Let me see that would, letter. Would you <laughs> yes, like so. to feel Farrick? <laughs> oh, God. Not in this context, Farrick, let me, let me Let me see the letter. Stop tickling me, Moraz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, Stop, get away. <laughs> Guys, I can't get the, I can't get the letter. I, I don't know. Uh, That's obviously Farrick, potent. Farrick, dear, may I see the letter? Uh, a, B, C, D... EFG. Okay. All the right. other ones. All right. Yes. Uh, All the I others. Those, those are letters. Uh, uh, poison, I can't so. see them, but I can hear them. I do think I have lesser restoration. <laughs> One moment. How are you feeling, oh. Farrick? Man, uh, I feel very normal now. Good. Mm. Uh, can you read the letter and maybe hand me the envelope? Uh, this letter is from Trippy Vibes, and it says... Be careful, do not eat the powder. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I will All take right. these. Makes sense. No. Uh, I can take the letter. Don't worry about pickles. it. I can just put it in my no, bag. No, I think that it's best <laughs> if I take the letter. Thank you. I do trust Adalia the most with that. With I the actually don't. Powder. Let me see the powder. No, <laughs> absolutely should, not. Know okay, what's well, thank you, Trippy Vibes. Uh, perhaps a warning on the envelope next time. Welcome. To Power Word Fail, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master Cody, but enough about me, let's get to the real stars of the podcast, starting with Andy. Pickles and my best friends in love with someone else, and I don't know what's going on anymore. Ian. Ambrose Boussant, sous chef. Allie. Navara, the pillow forted. <laughs> Katie. Edolia Rowan, kingmaker, apparently. Austin. Varric. I woke with, up with some flowers. And Nathan. Eugene. Love struck again. And again, I'm the Dungeon Master <laughs> Cody, and this is episode 38 of Power Word Fail. Last time, after being asked about the nature of Marcus's snake entity sword, Thelvanus told Ambrose about how his old friend had acquired it. About 15 years ago or so, Thelvanus, Marcus, and his wife destroyed an evil witch called the Dark Matron and the cult that worshipped her, obtaining the sword during the adventure. Further questioning led to the realization that the woman in the wall at the Abernathy estate is the Dark Matron. Vilvanus gave Ambrose several books on the subject and promised to look into it himself, with the understanding that no one would break the arcane lock on her creepy room until you were sure you knew how to defeat her. Back at the Black Rose Tavern, Navara and Adalia chatted and babysat an extremely drunk Ferric while Miraz and Pickles stepped outside to have a heart-to-heart. Pickles revealed that she remembers little about her life before her resurrection, and Miraz confessed that he had fallen in love with Ambrose. They promised to help each other through it, and once they and Ambrose returned to the tavern, the failures made their way back to the Busan Palace. You ate some Mornstead toast, got some rest, and are waking up to a new day of choosing the next ruler of the kingdom. And that's where we pick back up. The birds are chirping, the sun is shining in. You guys didn't oversleep too much today? <laughs> um... DM, is it possible I did something before bed? <clears throat> I'd like to try something out in my room. Okay. Okay. While I'm in my room, I'm actually going to try to cast Locate Object and try to detect any spellcasting focus that is resembling anything close to Evangeline's Abernathy's spellcasting focus. Because the spell says the object is familiar to you. Just wondering if I could finesse my way through this. What was her spellcasting focus? The necklace? The necklace, yes. which Ambrose has. So, I mean, I guess you would 
I mean, if you have it. The spell can locate the nearest object of a particular kind, such as a certain kind of apparel, jewelry, furniture, tool, or weapon. Right, but if I if I try to cast locate object on a spellcasting focus jewelry, would that pick up any other spellcasting focus that is familiar to it? I mean, it's picking the nearest one, so you just get Evangelines. You just get Evangelines, I think. Okay. Unless that's no longer spellcasting focus because she's dead. <laughs> that's a weird one. <laughs> I think it could still be used as a spellcasting focus. Right. Would it detect any other, though, is my question. Yeah, I mean, perhaps if there was some other spellcasting focus that was attuned to the prince, you might be able to pick something up, but... I mean, it says the nearest object, so I think, what right. I think you, you would you just put get Evangelines. Spell cast, if you put Evangelines in the bag of holding, it's in another dimension, technically. That's true. Right, I throw it in the bag of holding and throw it dry <laughs> it again before I go to bed. I have, two, I have three second level spell slots. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that you um, you could attempt it, but you don't pick anything up. But okay. you do think I do think that you could search for other spellcasting focuses that are attuned to the prince like that. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's well, all I, I needed. I guess maybe Miraz, do you have one? That's something that Carlos and I never actually discussed. Checking my spells, I only have three spells from the prince that would require material components at all. Only the Eye of Newt is one that I never would have had. The others I have through, like, naturally through my gimmicks and through, like, the clothing that I wear. So, I'm trying to recall, I think I did cast Hex a couple times, mm-hmm. meaning that I would have had uh, to have some form of a component. Again, given that we didn't, like, narratively discuss this, I think the component would be some form of a cog work that the prince pressed his presence into, that I already possessed yeah. in my in my chest. So I would say Ambrose could pick that up. It would probably be some sort of a necessary cog, you know, mm-hmm. the most important one that you particularly, you know, spent the most time working on and getting just right, filing its teeth. Mm-hmm. Now let's say it's it's the one that I need when I'm casting, uh, when I'm launching bottle rockets out for magic missile. So it's one that I use a lot. Yeah. So I, I you would find, you would sense that one. But All right. I think you would realize pretty quickly that it was coming from Eugene. Perfect. Go to bed. That's all I need. All right. Did did we? We woke we up already last session. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Fair and Ambrose yeah, yeah. already woke up. Yeah. Everybody okay. else hasn't. And Pickles is building a pillow for it over the bar. Mm-hmm. Oops. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> You're all right. I'll allow it. I think Adalia would come down. Uh, good morning. Are you ready to? choose a king. No. Nope. Seems that's what's going to happen, though. <sighs> if you had told me is not Bryce. two weeks ago, <laughs> why don't you like Bryce? I don't like Bryce because I don't like the name Bryce. <laughs> as good a reason as any. Uh, who are you leading toward, then? Cool bar. Just because I think it would be really funny to have a dragon board in charge and it would cause so much drama and it would just it would be great. It would be great. And it sounds like the worst choice. Well, who would you pick? None. Well, that's, that's not an option. <laughs> I just shrug. Shrug. <laughs> you would probably pick Bryce. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but also, I'm not sure if I would like him. Do because his name is Bryce. No. For the research is needed. Yeah. And right. I walk away. <laughs> well, he's in an interesting mood this morning. Frederick, who would you pick? I believe there should be a council of three. All right. Which three? Which three, then? Or do you not know? You just want to propose a new form of government. I mean, I agree with Pickles that we do not need Bryce. But Nilius Rome is going to be the diplomatic arm of this endeavor. You need Helmford von Holt for military reasons. And you need cool bar for the people. It seems the most balanced. I like that. That is very well thought out. Why not a council of four, then? Would you not need economic influence in this particular? Yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. Four is easily broken in half. What the 
hell is all over me. And you just see uh, like Navara like pushing out like she's drowning. Like <laughs> she wakes up. Love totally. and affection. I believe it's oh. called a pillow fort, dear. Good morning. That was terrifying. Good morning. And unlike Adalia, she's a mess. Her hair is everywhere. <laughs> and she's like bending over and getting like dozens of little like uh, golden clips and just like clipping her hair back and like trying to rub everything else off. Like, oh. Uh, coffee? Yes, please. So who are you voting for? <laughs> I don't think I have a vote. Think you restored the queen's soul? I believe that gives you a vote. I don't feel comfortable doing so without knowing the people. I need to meet them. I need to talk to them. They're going to make us choose at noon, regardless. So we need to make up our minds quickly. All right. Well, we wanted to talk to Pickles' family, I believe. Uh, And I was hoping to go back to the lower districts and see if they had any insight. I make a shrug face when you say that. I really don't have to. (sighs) Ambrose, I appreciate your perspective. However, you know not everyone is peasants. You do know that, don't you? But of course. Even if everyone were peasants, they should all get to decide. Mm, I disagree, but... Okay. Well, what if we just talk to those two weird kids we met in the beginning? I was thinking about them. The ones with the slug pies. With the slug with pies, what? yes. I don't believe that their perspectives offer anything useful at all, frankly. Why? There are a couple little kids running a scam. They're... Sounds familiar. (sighs) (laughs) Marazzle shut down. I feel like those on the Golden Council do not have the pulse of the people. Even if it is only for a few hours, I would like to try. What if we just take poll, like, while we're at the bar or at the tavern? We shouldn't be telling people who's going to be elected. That's also true. All right, well, we don't have much time to waste. Should we go? We have barely come to a consensus. I don't feel any consensus we come to now will be particularly valuable if uh, Pickles' family has information we do not. Ferret nods. And Ferret, dear, you may need to wear something other than the robe. It's very fetching, but, you know, in mixed company. Okay, here you go, Ambrose. And Ferret throws off the robe. (laughs) Uh, I'm assuming that it's kind of ripped a little bit because it's like <laughs> not even the same size whatsoever. Thanks. And I will cast mending on it and oh. try to fix it up. And when I say mend, I mean literally stitch it. Yeah. In process. Out comes the sewing kit. And Farrick walks nude upstairs to go get clothed. You know, I told him not to wear my robe. So if you guys see that again, can you guys tell him not to? Course. How many robes do you have? Don't you have so many robes, Ambers? They're my robes. Can I have one? No. Why? What if They're we my want robes? Robe? Can you, you buy? You guys have two thousand gold. You can go get robes. Well, I don't want a robe anyway, so it's a moot point. But you should consider sharing. Inside check. Uh, <laughs> uh, the- <laughs> I don't want a robe. You don't even have to inside check. It's all you really does. I'm gonna inside she thinks check. they're silly. She thinks they're 17. silly. <laughs> she really does. She thinks they're silly. Adalia doesn't have a lot of use for, like, you know, lounge garments. She's usually doing shit. We just brought in a bunch of trash furniture off the street. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you guys need to get that out of the house, too. <gasps> Ambrose, that isn't funny. It's my room now. You can't do anything. Okay, well, you gotta, like, wipe it down before you bring it into the room, at least. I mean, I kind of wiped it off. No, you didn't. No, I can I literally kind of, see the streets. Like a little bit. On the floor. Pickles, you did not at any moment wipe down the furniture. At any moment, would you ever think of wiping down the furniture before bringing it into the house? I checked to make sure it wasn't cursed or anything. No, he's right. I didn't actually wipe it down I know at you all. Did I just it. brought it into the house. That's flavor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to clean up the room real quick before I we head out. See, if you don't clean it, he'll just do it for you. <laughs> Let's go. This won't be a disaster at all. Mm. All right. So you guys make your way through town, head to the Copper Quarter. It's kind of uh, starting to get a little bit warm as it's a bright, sunny day. But other than that, 
Seems like everyone's off to their business. The streets are starting to get a little bit crowded. As you enter the tavern, the tavern is not terribly busy this early in the morning. Um, there are some patrons eating some light breakfast with their drinks. You know, that Irish breakfast. Mm-hmm. Your favorite bartender is a <laughs> tending bar, as always. She seems to work 24 hours a day. I don't know when they give her any time off. <laughs> but yeah, Monet is wiping down the countertop. Uh, good morning. Monet, we, uh, we would love a, a glass of water, if you have one. A glass of cool water. A cool glass of water, please. Coolest glass of water. Oh, uh, okay. Sure, of course. And she picks up a glass and walks to the back room. And uh, after a little while, she comes back out with a glass of water and slides it across and says, All right, they're waiting for you. Thank you, Monet. We didn't actually need the glass of water. Like, <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> Ambrose is on a cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you're ready. <laughs> and she'll, uh, she'll lead you around and uh, to the familiar dark candlelit back room with all the seedy folks sitting around. They all look pretty tired for early morning shifts, but, you know, they're all up and at them. Pickles, your brother, the dagger, is sitting at the same table. He's eating a bagel. Ah, sister, what can I do for you? Oh, a whole lot. Yeah, a whole lot, brother. Um, so, did you hear what happened? I hear all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, be more specific than that. Maybe you could uh, tell me what what you're talking about. It doesn't really narrow it down very much. So, uh, you know, like, last time we were here, shit was going down. Zeos was coming. Well, Zeos, Zeos showed up. Yep, I did hear about that. He murdered the queen. Yeah, damn shit. Just like, zap, boom, dead. Um... We fought him. I died. I'm no longer dead, though. Okay, I hadn't heard about that. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah. That's a new one for me. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Um, and then everybody was like, hooray, you guys are the heroes. Good job. Even though we were all like, sadness, death. Uh, and then, you know, they said, you guys get to pick the next ruler. So we're here. All right. Yes. It was a difficult battle. We lost Christopher. I don't think you met him, but he was very precious to us. We are faced with another decision, and you are more in tune with the city than we. Uh, they, the Golden Council presented us with four potential candidates for... <coughs> Dahlia, um... We just need intel on four people. Oh, right. Yes, uh, what Ambrose said. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I am really sorry to hear about your loss. Um, I'll help any way I can. Who are these people? What do you know of Dominic Bryce, Halford von Holt, Nelius Rome, and a dragonborn named Gulbar? These are the people that they've suggested for the next ruler? Well, who would have said that? Certainly not me. Uh, just people that we need intel on. No, that's who they chose. We already said that. Right. I'm not cut out for politics, I'm afraid. What do you know of them? Well, Dominic Bryce, he's a member of the Bankers Guild. He's a lowly middle manager type. On the dole, so to speak. We pay him to do some money laundering for us. We pay him to keep his mouth shut about some things that he probably knows too much about. Like what? We'll just keep it at that. But he is easily bought, then. Easily acquired is more like it. But he's in good hands. Do you trust him at all? Would you trust him? I say you can trust him quite well. I trust him as well as you can trust me. Right. But his name is Bryce. <laughs> People eat that name up in the jeweled quarter. Uh, and what of the others? Do you know them at all? Um, this Gulbar fellow, I know little about him. He's kind of a out, outsider. Um, he's not really a big player in the money realm. He doesn't have a whole lot of 
skeletons in his closet that I'm aware of. Kind of, uh, came out of nowhere, if you ask me. That's a little suspicious. Who just gets famous off the word of mouth like that? What has he ever done to earn his reputation? How recently did he come to the spotlight, so to speak? Well, I hadn't heard of him as a player in the political sphere until maybe a year ago, but I hear he's been doing a real grassroots thing for around six years, really trying to uh, bring up the lower class, help help the starving, house the homeless, educate the uneducated. You know, a real man of the people, so to speak, but where's his resources? How is he doing this? I couldn't do it today if I wanted to start a massive charity like that. I'd need, I need income. It's just all a little, it's all a little suspicious to me. This Neelius Rome character, uh, also a little suspicious to me. Uh, you know, who spends their whole life traveling around doing good? Kind of, kind of psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of his relationship with the theocracy? Is it purely diplomatic, or does he have loyalties there? Well, he does go there a lot. They are our most contentious neighbors. But uh, from what I understand, he travels around all the major political factions in the region. He's been to the floating cities. He's been overseas, even, which is somewhat impressive. But from what I understand, he's affiliated with the Knights of the Crystal Crown, so... How so? Oh, just very loosely. Um, he does diplomacy for them, so I believe they've teleported him places when necessary. Are the Knights of the Crystal Crown located in Mornstead? Uh, yeah. They're, well, they're an international organization, but they have a headquarters here. Okay. Okay. Briefly, um, what are they? I feel like we all would have heard of them in some capacity, but I'm drawing a blank on them. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, At least all the people who are resident here, you know, that mm-hmm. you probably have heard of it, or honestly, probably everyone would have heard of it. They're kind of exactly what they sound like. They're the knights of old. They hearken back to the days of the Crystal Crown and the Crystal Court. You've interacted with them on a very vague level. The Festival of Farrington was something that they yeah. host. But their main ambition is to seek out the crystals so they don't fall into the wrong hands. And, uh, you know, generally, like, their ultimate ambition would be to find out what happened to the legendary court of the Crystal Crown, mm-hmm. as that is one of the greatest mysteries of all time. So the people keeping Pharaoh locked up were the Knights of the Crystal Crown? Yeah. That would have been like their original, the original Crystal Crown Court were the ones that did that, and then their their ilk have been sort of abiding it for years, thousands, hundreds of years, I believe. And then we fucked it up. <laughs> um, I see. And this General von Holt, do you have an opinion of him? The farther he stays away from the city, the better. Oh. Him and his men are bad for our organization. He does not play ball. I would like to see him dead. So you would call him a man of honor, then, true to his principles, although they are at odds with your own? I suppose I can respect that. He's not so easily obtained. He holds up his knife and kind of rubs it across his, you know, forearm a little bit, like in an upward... No, like he's like kind of sharpening it almost on his skin. I would murder that man. <laughs> okay, uh, we're just getting into it now. <laughs> has uh, Von Holt done anything with, specifically with Oasis? They're like enemies, right? Well, not that he knows, but yes, he has interfered with plenty of our operations. But I don't think that he knows what he's dealing with. Uh, to whom does Van Holt owe his loyalty? The Red and Yellow Knights have served for the Kingdom of Mornstead for a couple hundred years. They've had an exclusivity contract for the last hundred. But they are mercenaries, are they not? At their heart, they're mercenaries, but they've got a uh, locked-in price with the Kingdom. And as long as that is maintained, they've sworn to work for us. 
How grand. If only there was some kind of large-scale war on the horizon, then maybe they could be occupied. Hint. Mm-hmm. He kind of <laughs> looks over at you, Pickles. I am not picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Before you go, would you mind if we um, examined you? Examined us? Excuse me? What? Pickles. Why? Adalia kind of like puts herself a little bit between Pickles and the Oasis people. Why would you need to examine her? She said she died. Yes. I mean, that's fair. I did say I died. That's a good reason to examine someone. Are you alright with that, Pickles? I mean, he's my brother, right? How bad could it be? (laughs) Right? Uh, We'll be right here. Okay, sure. As long as you don't poke me with a pencil. (laughs) She really doesn't like that. Oh, it's so rude. Everyone, you're all, you know, sitting in this room. The dagger kind of motions, and one of the rogues goes back down that stairway, and the face sculptor comes back up. Uh, let me have a look at you, dear. Who are you? Uh, Pickles, this is the face sculptor. Oh, super scary looking. She casts a series of spells on you, Pickles. She casts Identify, Detect Magic... Protection from good and evil, greater restoration. She starts gasping for air. <sighs> Something is wrong. <sighs> what is wrong? I don't know. It's not good. I mean, I feel fine, kind of. Just beyond me. What do you mean it's beyond you? Whatever is wrong with you is beyond me. Great. There's nothing wrong with her. There's something wrong with her. No, there's other, definitely something wrong with Pickles. She is different. She is not wrong. She hurts people every time they come into contact with her. We need to sort this out. I feel like there's something wrong with me. And I, I gotta agree with everybody else here. Thank goodness you said that. Yeah, you are very pokey. It really, it <laughs> so hurts. I climbed on top of you. Do you remember this? I vaguely remember this. <laughs> I, I, I remember very remember well. I'm surprised you remember it. <laughs> you are very sharp. Yeah, you you just, you were persistent. You were really persistent. That's because you're my friend and I like oh. you. Navara, go ahead and give me a religion check. Okay. Good luck, Navara. Oh, 11. After hearing all of this, you're not positive, but you're starting to think that this might be something that you could help with. It would take time. You'd have to study, but... It definitely seems like something is wrong with Pickle's soul. Would the face sculptor, would any of her magic have been that old magic that I could have felt? Yes, you would definitely sense that when she did her greater restoration, that it touched on something that it can't cure. But you can tell in that moment that it's something to do with Pickle's soul. Navara would keep that information to herself at the moment. Alright, so what I hear is that I'm fucked up, and That's you right. can't help. Ugh, one person can't help. You're not fucked up. We'll, we'll figure it out, Pickles. Do I like my family? <laughs> she says this out loud to Maraz. <laughs> I, it, it seemed so. Okay. Before you died, it seemed that you all got along well. I liked your family. I got along okay. with you and them. Hey, Dagger. Do we get along? Do I like you? I think we get along swimmingly, Pickles. Insight check. <laughs> Go for it. That's a four. <laughs> you're so insightful. The most insightful. You definitely, you believe him. All right, awesome. Well, that's good to know. Uh, anything I need to know about our family before I leave here? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I remember Jack. Hmm. And not like the person Jack. Like, I just don't remember anything. I'm glad you clarified on that. I think all things considered, the less you know, the better right now. I feel like you've told me that before. That's that's <laughs> ringing a bell. Okay. All right. This isn't horrible, right? Right, Maraz? Like I'm We've we've got some work to do, Pickles, but I think I think we'll be able to figure it out given time. The dagger nods and says, I'll I'll have some of my people look into it. See if I can't find a more skilled mage. I would hope so. I'm your sister. He shrugs. We were getting ready to ditch the place last, less than 48 hours ago. You know, now we're, we're reestablishing. Why? Uh, well, we thought Zeus was going to come in here and trash the place. 
Well, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, you underestimated us, obviously. Obviously. Well, you tell our parents that I did great things and do not tell them that I died. Like, just go around that fact. His eyes narrow and he says, I'll keep this between us for now. But you owe me. I feel like you've said that before as well. That's also very (laughs) familiar. I'm never going to pay you back. We both know this. He shrugs and says, "Uh, I'll remember it. Okay. Anything else we need to know? I think we've got a date with Kelvin. Watch out for that guy. How mad do you think he would be if I took his chair? Um, depends if you piss him off. Don't piss him off. Make friends with him and then steal the chair. What do we have to watch? Tell me more about Kelvin. Everything. He's dangerous. That bad? He's not one to be trifled with. He seemed like such an idiot. He doesn't care about human life. That much is obvious. The broader collective human, right? Humanity. It's not a specific humanoidity. Mortal life. Mortal life. Okay. Why do you say that, Mr. The Dagger? I've seen that man toy with people. I've seen him destroy people after he built them. He has no morals. He has no compass. Wow. The only thing he has is power. Why is he on the Golden Council? Do you know? Kelvin is a natural-born sorcerer, but he's never had any magical education. Uh, When you deal with magics without the proper education, it messes with you. Pickles, you know, our runes that we use, these are a way that we can manipulate magic without risking it. A lot of people, they will go to wizard schools, you know, study under masters of evocation to prevent these. But some people, they just, they just do it anyway, without any thought to what it might do to them. And Kelvin is a top-tier case of magic psychosis. Have I ever heard of magic psychosis before and, like, me trying to study why I can't learn magic and, like, just, like, it's just a term I that is widely known, or...? Yeah, you've, you've definitely heard of it. Usually, like, clerics and wizards and even warlocks take precautions to, you know, not go undergo these effects. But some people who have natural talents, it will affect them differently. Some people, it makes their tastes extremely odd. Some people, it makes their movements irregular, like they kind of like wiggle around or like dance around in place and stuff like that. Um, It has various effects, but sometimes it gets very personal and can affect your personality. Mm. It can change your... It can make you obsessive. It can make you different. As like a ranger slash artificer, you would be able to, you would know like the precautions that you would take Mm -hmm. to, you know, not experience anything like this. On the the very minimal, like not that it's your natural magic power, but the the magics that you do tap into sometimes. You, You know how to prevent this kind of thing. Would you consider Calvin as compromised? Oh yeah. I would say he's untrustworthy, compromised. I wouldn't work with him. I'd be afraid to piss him off. And then what? I can handle my own shit, but, well, maybe you guys can too. What's the worst thing Kelvin has ever done? Murder. Like hire? Yeah, I think he's killed someone too. Maybe on accident, maybe on purpose. Said it was an accident. Who'd he kill? Um, someone in the Golden Council. One of the last councilmen. And who was that member related to the Queen? No... He said it was an accident. It was for his birthday. <sighs> they were at his birthday party. I Kelvin feel like somehow... there's a lot more story here. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot more than a birthday party here. Um, who's the person's name that was killed? Hey, it's my birthday. I'm going to murder you. Hooray! Can I insight check to see if I feel like he is trying to scare us off Kelvin for selfish reasons, or is he legitimately worried about us dealing with mm-hmm. Kelvin? Yeah, go ahead and roll an inside check for sure. Good call. Okay. I'm feeling like it's some of both, but Eugene's going to have no idea. 19? <laughs> After my last insight roll, I just believe everything he says. Right. You definitely think that he's telling the truth, 
but he isn't as scared of him as he keeps saying. Okay, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Like, was the, is he playing it up like something? Like he's trying to turn us against Kelvin? He definitely seems like he's trying to turn you against Kelvin. Okay, but he also okay, kind of okay. seems like he might be trying to scare his little sister. Okay, all right. All right, no taking the chair. Out of curiosity, Dagger. Um, yes. When did this occur? Was it around the last time the Golden Council was trying to make a decision? Uh, yes, actually. It was kind of an important decision they were making. Nothing super historical, but it was who was going to be in charge of the Bankers Guild, and Oasis was lobbying pretty hard for the Bryce family. Golden Council chose someone else. Mm. But, you know, just because you lobby doesn't make it a sure thing. That's what you get for going with somebody named Bryce. Who else is uh, lobbying? Out of character, do we know who the head of the Bankers Council is? Is that the person that uh, Amber has talked to at the party, or is it someone else? It is someone else. Okay. That guy, yeah. He was just a dude in the Bankers Guild. Okay. Well, we appreciate your insight, the DACA. He nods. I hope you uh, use this information wisely. Bryce would be very good for economics. Yes. Well, Pickles, do you want a moment alone, or...? No, I really don't. All right. Uh, Adalia kind of stands up. I mean, should I? Should I? Dag, do you need to say anything? No. I think we should just go. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, they will lead you out to the front. Yeah, once we're once we're back outside, I'll glance over at Pickles and I'll say, we might be able to figure out something about your uh, uh, skin and your uh, uh, things we're trying to figure out about you uh, with help from Vilvanus. And then I'll turn to re- the rest of the party and I'll say, which led me to think, what if we suggest that Vilvanus becomes the king of Mornstead? I think we should certainly talk to Vilvanus about that before nominating him. That is a rather large responsibility to put on the shoulders of someone who might not want it. The boss well, is going to be pretty busy for a while, so I doubt it. Didn't, um, Kelvin say, uh, he, he made, like, what, whatever we think about Kelvin, he made a pretty good point about not telling people that they're in the running. You know, we yeah, don't but want... Yeah, like, aren't we friends with Velvanus? Like, yes. I, I don't yes. think we should just be like, hey... By the way, we nominated you for king without even talking to you. Yeah, you're right, Pickles. I apologize. That's Miraz talking, not Eugene. I don't... I roll my eyes. What? Uh, what time is it, <laughs> Cody? It's only been a few hours. Um, it's probably coming up about 11 o'clock by the time you're leaving. So you've got about an hour to get to your meeting. You could do something quick. Do we have time to go to Vilvanus's? Yeah, you could stop by there. Well... It's on the way, so to speak. Is that something everyone wants to do? Is that a good use of our time? Going to see the bonus. Seems fine. I do not understand why we would nominate Vilvanus. I mean, we know still very little of him. We know not much more than we know of any of these other people. We know that he makes amazing croissants, but we do not know whether he will be a good political leader. We do not know if he will be able to play ball. You're, you're right. Farrick, um, I am not as good a judge of character as probably any of you in this party, but um, it, it seems to me that he, being someone who has so much magical power and chooses not to abuse it, is rather incorruptible. Whether he would be good at handling politics or anything, I know not, but that's that's what I've observed in him, is that he's he's a good person. He helps people in need. He runs a successful business. What are his thoughts about peace? What are his thoughts about the tiered system here in the city? Excellent questions. I don't know. I mean, he, left it, he let his friend walk away with a cursed sword and die, so... Well, should we go back to Ambrose's house, then, and discuss? I feel like we should be a united front when we arrive at the Golden Council. While we're here, did you want to speak with the poor? Do we have time for me to do that? I'm, I'm concerned about us not being prepared for our out-of-character, being yeah. prepared for our meeting. Right. And I'm not sure how much insight we'll get from, like, other people if we... I, I do believe that other um, 
voices are important to listen to, but Adolia's right. We should be a united front when we uh, face Kelvin. Very well. All right. Well, I'm for Von Holt or Gulbar. Those would be my top two choices as well. Ferrick, do you have, other than a new form of government, do you have any opinion after hearing from the Oasis? I care for learning more about Gulbar. However, I can understand that this point in politics does not always fare well to a soft hand. I do not know much about politics here, but what I do know is that war is imminent, and whether that is peace or whether that is a strong hand, something needs to happen. People need to be prepared. I mean, Italia, can't you, um, you, you investigated my father without even being near him. Are you able to do that? Uh, not unless they are near. Oh, um, that if they were close to us, I could. Um, but, and I have never met any of them, so the magics I possess would not be likely to succeed. Mm. What if we demand that Calvin teleport us to the candidates? We couldn't do that. We can't let them know that we're picking them. We are an anonymous group taking a survey. We could try, but I believe they're expecting our answer within the hour. I feel like my family would not be happy if I picked Van Holt, so... Well, I was also thinking about it. What if this is just a ploy from Kelvin? What if he's playing the long game and forcing us for a bad political uh, person that we vote for, and then he uses that against us while he gets no blame whatsoever. Or if he presented us with four choices, all of which are bad or all of which serve him in some way. It's, it's the illusion of choice. He, he hasn't let us, he hasn't given us room to pick whoever we want or whoever we would uh, wish to support. Exactly. Um, DM, would I know where Kelvin lives? Uh, yeah. You would know where the Golden Council headquarters is. Mm-hmm. He just lives there. Is it within 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to pass it on the way to where you're going anyway. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to try and get some more intel as quickly as possible on Kelvin. I I could listen in on Kelvin. Yeah, actually, I cast an identify on him. What's uh, Does he have any detection on people listening on him whatsoever? Not on him that you found. He should be good. <laughs> Which I don't know, out of character. But, like, we just heard all about how dangerous he was. Like, my brother was very clear on how, how dangerous he is. Like, if well, he, do we really want to potentially piss him off? Pickles, I, I do have a somewhat profound understanding of people, and while I do think Kelvin is dangerous, I think your brother might have been playing up how dangerous he really is, how much he feared him. I think he wanted us to be afraid. Yeah, my brother wouldn't do that. My brother's great. Right, but... Scry on, Kelvin. That's the move. Okay. Are, are we back at the house now? I'm not, like, <laughs> whipping out this magic mirror in the middle of the street or <laughs> <Yeah>. anything? <laughs> you, could, uh, you could swing by Ambrose's place instead okay. of uh, Kelvin's uh, place. It's in the I same would rather. Quarter. I would rather have this conversation somewhere private and not like out, <laughs> openly out in the for street sure. where we're like, for sure. well, who should we pick for king? I don't know. I don't trust this guy. Um, I am nervous <laughs> about this decision, <laughs> but I am going to try. All right. Can you link me the scrying spell? Sure can. So you don't have any of his possessions or any part of his I body. I don't. Uh, nope, sure don't. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Should have took a lock of hair. <laughs> yes. Mm. So what we will have to do is Kelvin will have to roll a save. It's a mm-hmm. wisdom save. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's just a flat roll because you just are familiar with him. Mm-hmm. What's your save DC, Kitty? Uh, my save DC is a uh, sixteen. Wisdom save. Okay. Let's see what he gets. He got a 12. 12. Yes. yes. I mean, he might know I'm scrying on him. I would also like to audio scry and not visual scry. Like, I want to hear what he's saying to someone, if he's saying anything. 
You so you're choosing audio instead of visual. Yes. Okay. You hear Kelvin mumbling to himself. He seems to be alone, but he does seem to be rambling to himself. He's like, pick another character. Pick another person. Let me pick more people. I picked all the people. Picked all the people I need to pick. Don't pick a people. Don't pick a people for now. You guys pick. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. You hear him stand up quickly and uh, walk over to something mm-hmm. and start, like, hitting it really hard. He's just... I'm done! I'm done with it! I'm sick of it! I'm sick and tired of this! You hear me? And then he stops and says, Oh my god, I'm almost late for the meeting! Okay. Uh, well, I'll relay that to everyone. Okay, that doesn't sound like a good option whatsoever. So weird. Do you... I don't understand. Do you want to try again and do a visual? I mean, he's gone though, right? Like, he left his room. Yeah, you might be able to see his office though, or whatever. All right, I'll try. I I have two per day. Let's let's fucking go. Audio scry, or sorry, video scry on. Uh, <laughs> and the way I have this flavored is that when I video scry, you can see it in the mirror. So I'll hold the mirror up for everybody. I do think he gets another save though. He does. Oh my fuck! <laughs> failed again. <laughs> oh my fuck. <laughs> uh, got a yeah. He failed. He got a thirteen. You see him running around his office really quickly. He is mm-hmm. appears to be just throwing on a robe. He was in his underwear. Doesn't seem <laughs> like he's wearing anything under his robe. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> he is got paperwork all over his office. There are books everywhere. There is three birds in cages. There are like a bunch of cats running around. And on the far wall you see a big picture of this big giant man. You've never seen this person before, but it <laughs> okay. is just a, a big man. He's got a big beard, a long flowing cape, and a big hat. <clears throat> and he has a very stern look on his face, and he's holding a big book. It's like a, it's like a big painting. And we see this. We all see this. You see it in the mirror. Does he have any religious iconography on his book? Like the master or anything related? Yeah, you could roll a history or a religion check. So none of us recognize this person? You could roll history or religion. Hold on a second. Here we go. Plus five. I'm assuming. 24. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm also going to bring in my knowledge from Christopher to help my oh. roll. Oh. Nice. Ooh, sick. 21 for Eugene. So that is... That's a 22 for pickles. Nice. I mean, what the hey? Maybe on that 20. <laughs> Unlikely, but right. I could. <laughs> uh, Go for Connor, it. Connor and history are the same, but... Pickles don't know, but Christopher probably nope. knows. That's a five for Adalia. Mm-hmm. Adalia mm-hmm. don't know shit. She's been living in Northwatch for 20 years. <laughs> right. Adalia, you and Navara don't recognize this figure. That makes sense. We're not Austin, you don't either. I mean, if you add up all of our checks together, we have over a hundred. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, um, it makes sense that the three people that that prepared, the Mornstead people would yeah. know. Yeah. Right. Know. Yeah, it actually kind of does make sense, I suppose, in that regard. And then Ambrose, yeah, Eugene, and you all recognize this figure as Vinny Utmaf. He is a legendary wizard. He goes all the way back to. The reign of Eric the Terror. Mm. Eric. This man goes all the way back to the time of Eric the Terror. Navarra, Eric the Terror was the king of Mornstead who hated elves and is kind of responsible for the entire state of the elven situation. Oh. But in your society, he is like a unspoken figure. He is like, you know, you don't talk about this guy. He's... Mm. Probably not surprised. That's probably not surprising why you've never really heard of him much because mm-hmm. it would be like, you know, Voldemort in Harry Potter, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But he was a court wizard for basically the most evil king of all time. And he supposedly died a long ass time ago. But Kelvin has a picture of him. It is all torn up. It looks like he, like, abuses it. 
And on the far wall across that, on his door, as he, like, opens the door and runs out the door, you see several smaller, like, just parchments with words written on them. And you get a close look, and you see that they are names. And on four of them, there are darts. And it says, Gulbar, Elmford Varnholt, <sighs> Bryce... And Neelius Rome. <laughs> Great. And said that darts? is where we're going to end it. Oh, man. That's and my way of selected names. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we, we couldn't do it without you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everybody, for playing the game with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. joining me. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So come join us in Discord. Uh, everyone hangs out. You know, you can ask us whatever you want discord.gg slash the homebrew podcast we have a really awesome community growing so jump in check it out if you've got a few extra dollars and you want to support the show go get a look at our patreon patreon.com slash the homebrew two dollars gets you access to all kinds of good stuff we've got pdfs we've got monthly art we've got all kinds of stuff you can get a shout out for ten dollars all kinds of stuff so go check out our offerings there if you want something more, you know, that you can hold in your hand, something more tangible, you can go check out our sponsor, FanRollDice.com. Get you some dice. Use promo code HOMEBREW at checkout for 10% off. And join us next week as we finally select the ruler of Mornstead from these randomly chosen people. <laughs> and remember, you're as important as the choices that Kelvin makes. You matter as much as much as Kelvin thinks he does as, as much as Kelvin thinks he does I like that one and remember you are loved as much as let's keep it on theme Kelvin loves himself <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody 